after countless hours spent searching and trying to find out exactly the perfect homeschool curriculum to use, it could be a little disappointing when the curriculum doesn't work out exactly like we hoped it would. That's what today's episode of the podcast is all about. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 68 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Hey there, before we get to our topic, let me invite you to come on over to pambarnhill.com and download your free homeschool planning pages. These are the 14 homeschool planning pages that I use to create a plan for my school year. These are big picture planning pages that cause you to step back and take a look at all of the things that are really important in your homeschool. You fill these out first before you start making lesson plans. We have helped thousands of homeschoolers with these planning pages. So come and get your very own copies at freehomeschoolplanner.com. Okay, so now let's dive into this idea of, oh no, I spent all of this time finding the perfect homeschool curriculum and it's not as perfect as I thought it would be. In some ways, it's actually just not working at all. And you know what? I really don't want to have to buy something new. So the idea today is, can we salvage a curriculum that for whatever reason does not seem to be working for our children? And I'm going to give you a few tips on how you can do that. The first thing I want to say is if you're dealing with a curriculum that your child is struggling with, probably one of the first things you can try if it seems overwhelming is to break it down into smaller, more manageable chunks. So we love our IEW writing curriculum. Okay, my children don't love any writing curriculum. I love the IEW writing curriculum because it is so easy to use and it actually produces pretty good results even if my kids don't necessarily enjoy doing the writing. I just keep in mind, they're not going to enjoy any writing. So we're gonna keep doing one that works. But the kids feel a little intimidated by the length of the video lessons in that particular curriculum. So the curriculum company was suggesting that we break the videos down over two days. They made the videos in such a way that there was a part one and a part two, and you were supposed to watch part one on one day and part two on the other day. Well, what we discovered was it really worked so much better for us if we broke the video into three parts. And I would just hit play on the video, we would watch it to a certain point, and then we would stop for the day. The next day, we might watch the second half of part one and the first part of part two, and then stop again. We were in control of how much of the video curriculum we were consuming. And this really goes for any kind of curriculum. It could go for video curriculum, but it could also go for a particular chapter in a book, and they may have suggested places for you to stop. But you know what? If it's overwhelming to your child to do as much as what the book recommends, you could always break it down into smaller chunks. The next thing that we can do is use some real life examples. So if for some reason your child is not understanding a particular concept. So let's take the idea of perimeter and area and your child is just not getting these concepts. Well, you could talk about the idea of building a garden box in your backyard. And so if you're going to build this garden box, you need to have so much wood to outline the edges of the box. That is actually the perimeter 
of the box. The measurement that you need is the perimeter of the box. And you could even show this to your child with taking some two by fours and laying them out on the ground. And then you could talk about now that we have the perimeter of the box, we actually need to lay down some uh, some of the black fabric to keep the weeds from popping up. Well, the amount of black fabric you need to cover the bottom of the box before you throw your soil on top, that is the area of the box. And so they can see the difference between those two figures and how you've gotten those two figures. Then you could get really complicated and start talking about volume by how much dirt do you actually need to fill the box. Totally different concept. But this is a great real life example of perimeter and area and eventually volume. So your child could see why those different measurements are needed and when they're actually going to use this information in real life. So bringing in a real life example. The next thing you could do is try some different teaching methods. So if your child is really struggling with a particular subject or a particular curriculum, you can always add in additional teaching methods. There's actually this progression of learning mathematics where children always start with kind of concrete and then move on to abstract. And most kids, once they reach the uh, early to middle middle elementary ages, they're ready for that abstract, but there's nothing that says you can't go back to the concrete. So you can always bring the math manipulatives back out or some kind of visual aid or even search out some online tutorials. If you're reading about something in a book and they're just not getting it, maybe a YouTube video would be really helpful. So switch up the teaching methods that you're using and see if that will help understand some of the uh, things in the curriculum that you've been struggling with. The next thing is to take breaks. And when I talk about taking breaks, I'm not just talking about breaks in your day, though that is important. You do want to not force your child to learn for hours on end. There just reaches a certain point where nobody is learning anything and you're just struggling, right? And we've talked before about how to keep your kids from dawdling, and I'll link some of those resources for you. But don't push it out for hours and hours. But not only am I talking about that, I'm talking about breaks in long-term learning as well. So if you've been working with some concepts, maybe in learning to read, and your child just seems to hit a wall, and they're not moving forward, maybe back off and spend a couple of weeks just practicing reading really easy books with concepts that they already know. It might just be taking their brain a little bit of time to catch up and to be able to move ahead again. So definitely back off practice something that we're good at, review some materials and things like that for a few weeks, and then you can move forward. Another thing you could do, especially if they're struggling in math and you're you're finding that they're getting bogged down in longer multiplication and division problems, is they may t- need to take just a few weeks off and review those math facts and I know it seems counterproductive, like, oh, we're never going to get to move forward. But stepping back and reviewing some easier processes will sometimes make the more difficult processes a little bit easier to do. Okay, my next tip is to not be afraid to modify assignments for your child. So if the curriculum is saying you need to write a three paragraph essay and 
and right now one paragraph is what your child can really do and do well, don't be afraid to back off and give them the one paragraph for a while until they can work their way back up to the three paragraphs. And it goes the same with any kind of assignment. You could give fewer questions. Remember, you are in charge of your child's education and not the curriculum. And so if you need to modify it to help them feel successful and to help them move forward, remember, we always want to be moving forward a little bit each day. Sometimes the amount we move forward is not the same amount that the curriculum providers have set out for us, but that's okay we still need to move forward. You cannot force learning and understanding in your child. You only want them to make a little bit of progress each day. So don't worry if they're not moving at the pace of the curriculum. Just keep moving forward and you're going to get there eventually. Because quite frankly, it doesn't do any good to try to push them if they're not learning. Always, always remain positive. That's my next tip is constantly positively reinforce the work that your child is doing. Praise them for their efforts and celebrate their successes no matter how small. If they're only writing the one paragraph, give them great feedback and praise them for doing such a good job on the one paragraph. And you will eventually get to the point where they are writing the three paragraphs. But this needs to be a positive experience for them. And their best learning is what you have to keep in mind. And then finally, be patient. Remember, learning takes time and every child learns at their own pace. So don't get discouraged if your child is struggling right now. Keep trying approaches until you find out what works best for them. And, you know, you get to the end of the school year, you can always look at a different curriculum for the following year if you want to. But I think by using some of these tips, just about any curriculum could be adapted to meet your child's needs um, temporarily for sure. All right, hopefully something there was helpful to you. Hey, thank you so much if you've left a rating or review for the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. We really appreciate it when you do that. And if you are willing, we would love for you to do that in your favorite podcast app. I will be back next week. We're gonna be talking all about things you could do in the summer to get your kids prepared for life and working on life skills. Summer is the perfect time for that. Until I'm back again, keep on homeschooling.